Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with Charles Nixon and me, Kieran Kapoor. Charles, we thought we'd have an upbeat story today and you have a nice environmental upbeat story. Well, I think there's two, actually. Uh, you just mentioned as uh, we were just starting this recording that you are recording this from home because the traffic was quite heavy on the A14, which I noticed yesterday as well. And I think the uh, element that that shows is the economy is actually you know, fairly robust. Um, it isn't just commuters, though obviously there are a considerable amount of those. But um, you know, that was a Monday yesterday, it's Tuesday today, and the result of which is that there's quite a lot of traffic on the road, which shows that the economy isn't doing too badly at all. And certainly from the economic statistics that came out um, this morning about uh, Germany and Italy, we would be appearing to be doing uh, a bit better than most. So I think from a marketer's perspective, there's a little bit of um, you know, positiveness there. The other aspect that uh, we were discussing earlier and um, was broadcast yesterday by the BBC on its uh, Start the Week programme uh, was discussion of positive environmental issues. Um, there's a new book by Hannah Ritchie um, uh, just come out and another one on climate um, capitalism. And I think they both point to the fact that you know, there is a solution coming um, to the climate um, crisis, uh, paradox, whatever the the, the phrase might be, um, and um, whilst it isn't going to be immediate, you know, there are signs that the future is probably a little bit brighter than the, the doomsayers would have. Um, the element here is that you know, there are positive stories to be told. Um, we are, as, as individuals and as companies, um, moving in the right direction. And I think the, uh, the the story that I took away from that broadcast was very much about a book called, as I say, uh, Cap- uh, uh, Climate Capitalism, um, and is a, a good story about how companies uh, will and can adopt the climate agenda um, and make a significant impact in their sector. And given the fact that you know, we are looking for smaller uh, growth um, in the economy and um, uh, limited population growth, the only way in which companies are going to make significant inroads is as, as in appealing more to the population. And as the population uh, wants to do things on this subject, therefore it beca- behoves companies to see this as a commercial aspect as well as an environmental and ethical aspect. Yes, it was the start of the week discussion was very interesting on how it's, it, it's consumers that are starting to push, that are pushing the, the view of uh, climate capitalism and how consumers are expecting and demanding. And I think we've seen this before, but not in, it's sort of come and gone and come and gone. We've all, we all fought against um, the CFCs. I remember talking about that and suddenly, because they were creating a hole in the ozone layer and that was one, one bandwagon that everybody jumped on and something happened. But yep. that didn't lead to lots of other bandwagons, which you would have hoped it would have done. But now there does seem to be more of a sustained push against the, a, for, towards cl- a, a positive changes for the climate. Yes, I think you know everybody when asked would want to you know improve the nature of the environment um, and to see us in a stable climate situation. You know, there's too much of it on the news, uh, whether it happens to be summer, autumn, or winter. Uh, these days, you know, there is some aspect which is linked to climate uh, change, and I think therefore. Uh, given the opportunity to spend their pounds in the right way, uh, most people will do so. 
Um, there is an element, obviously, of uh, inflation, and therefore it's uh, hard to make ends meet, or harder to make ends meet. Um, but that still doesn't mean that you cannot allocate the pounds that you do spend in the right way. Um, and um, the more people move and get lauded for their attempts as companies to reduce their carbon footprint, to source locally, or whatever it happens to be, um, the the more the impetus builds and we get to a point at which there's a tipping point and everybody only wants this type of product because it is environmentally much more friendly than the old version. Yes, I, and what I also liked to, took away from the start of the week was how much it wasn't just doom and gloom and that individual actions mattered. And as marketers, we often talk about you have to make people feel positive and want to make a change. And if there's too much doom and gloom, actually consumers switch off. It's too difficult, it's too complicated, and I've got other things to worry about. So the idea that there is a, a movement for positive messages and positive, if you do this, it will make a difference, I think is really important. Oh, very much so. Yes, I think the conversation historically uh, um, has been, there's nothing I can do about it, it's all up to the government. Mm. Now, as one sees, the governments get themselves into more and more of a tangle. Everyone realises that they've got to do something themselves, even though it might be limited. Um, and therefore, in conversation, it's, it's good and positive to say, I've done this. And companies are b building onto that, that, that aspect. And I think, um, you know, from a marketing perspective, there's a lot to be had here got to avoid greenwashing it's got to be real um, it's got to be authentic um, what you do um, but you know you now see all sorts of um, um, the one that immediately comes to the back of my mind and is stopping my, my uh, words is the fact that I noted that there was a toothpaste recycling uh, box uh, at the dentist an obvious place for it um, but who, know, who knew that toothpaste tubes couldn't be recycled um, which in itself is uh, um, uh, an offence in my opinion so you know the manufacturers should make it out of something that should be recycled but the more people who send it for recycling the better still um, and that hasn't been around and how long have we been talking about uh, climate problems? 10 years? It takes that long to happen. But it has happened. It's nice to have a sort of positive, a positive story. And the other one that caught my eye this week for, and it's completely and utterly unrelated to climate, it just amused me, was the, the, the Prince of Persia, um, which is a video game. Um, Charles, I think you, 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 rem you may remember the game. Oh. I remember it first time round. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, yes, it's an interesting story, and, and, and one which you think that would have thought beforehand. <laughs> Prince of Persia is a is a great uh, game. It's been coming out year after year. They they refresh it regularly, and it bases on a lot of um, Persian stories and myths. And they have finally decided to bring out a version in Farsi to acknowledge the fact that they are drawing on these Persian Persian myths. And I thought. Well, uh, your comment was, how's it, why did it take so long? Which I think is actually uh, quite true. But also, I thought it was just a nice little story that they'd acknowledged that they were drawing on something and wanted to, uh, and wanted to make a, a gesture towards it. Yes, um, I, I think that it, it shows, obviously, that um, uh, there is a... Um, what we might call a human side, though not to be too derogatory, to uh, the Iranian um, 
uh, issues, um, and everybody plays uh, computer games. It's it is fascinating that um, you know the world plays computer games more than it actually watches Hollywood or or, or films. Um, uh, you know, gaming is now probably the thing that the, the more people on the planet do than any any one other pastime, um, and um, uh, the appeal. Uh, of a very uh, internet literate um, a group uh, of Farsi speakers is something one would have thought would have been appealed to earlier. I do remember um, having taught in Iran a couple of times the the conversation about the uh, nature of their access to the internet, which was often via virtual or private networks, was was significant. And looking at the statistics of the number of people who speak Farsi in the world, and yet the amount of Farsi content on the internet was far, far disproportionate. So they are a very um, uh, communicative um, and discussive group uh, on the internet. And I'm surprised in one respect it's taken this long to produce something in in Farsi. Um, And I think uh, all power to uh, them. Uh, I suppose the other aspect, of course, is that what other languages should um, computer games be translated in? And is this an aspect of AI that now says it's possible? I think you are right, and I think it is something that all companies need to start looking at. How, what, what effect could this have upon them? Lovely to chat, Charles. We will catch up again next week. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content from Cambridge Marketing College.